you know, as Christians, we have to understand and, and be real with where we are. That's what we have to see first, individually. And what where our mindset is and what we desire. Airing the Addisons. I think what God is really calling us back to, it's those individual personal revivals in our own lives where we're like, oh Lord, what have we done? We have minimized you. Promoting truth, wisdom, and empowerment. As the church, man, we should be on the forefront yes. of making disciples, of indoctrination and godly things. If we don't train our kids, they will not be able to stand. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Erin the Addisons. On American Family Radio, thank you so much for listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And J-Mac and Sweet Victor on tap to help us navigate the show. Uh, hopefully, this is not going to be my lot all throughout the program. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I hope not. You know, I hope not. I hope not. Um, today, we want to talk about lovers of pleasure and talk about the implications of that. I think so often when we look at Paul's second letter to Timothy and we look at the perilous times that are said to to come, the perilous times that that men are going to live in, that we are going to live in as believers, and what characterizes that time. I think sometimes we look at what might be considered those big, um, you know, the glaring light, the sort of, you know, flashing lights yeah. of, of what we consider sin, and we right. don't think about the things that... Um, I guess in some ways are defined as smaller or maybe more innocuous yeah. sin. I don't think there's any such thing as innocuous sin. Um, however, there are things that we just kind of overlook. And and I think, especially in light of what we've talked about uh, in the last couple of weeks and looking at Disney, and I want to revisit Disney because Disney remains in the news, uh, just consistently making headlines. Um, and I want to make sure that, um, that I'm on record in the conversation um, as it pertains to Disney. Because I don't think um, I don't think that what we see coming from Disney is what a lot of people hope they see. <laughs> so you think they're seeing something that they want to see, but yeah. not what's really happening? Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what I think. I think so. So here's the thing. So Disney had the movie, uh, the animated short, not short, animated movie, uh, Strange World. And this movie was going to be released on uh, November 23rd. And it was it's one of those like family movie visit holidays where if you know anything historically, I mean, that's the time that you release a movie, right? Because mm-hmm. families are home with their kids. Yeah. They're looking for something around the holiday. So this is like big movie time. I'm right. um, supposed to like, you know, gross a lot of dollars. Yeah. And um, and so Strange World was coming out. But the thing that preceded Strange World, which Disney execs were super excited about, all of Hollywood was super excited about. Um, is that it featured the first like lead character who is a part of the so-called LGBTQ plus community. So you've got the son um, in this film who is expressing openly his same sex attraction. And this is being encouraged by his parents and Mm -hmm. the actors in the film, by the way, um, one of them, Gabrielle Union, the wife of Dwayne Wade, who um, together they are raising Dwayne Wade's son who identifies as a transgender girl. He's a boy. Right. Okay. So they already feel that they are firmly rooted in this community, which I honestly think is um, how Gabrielle Union gets her role as a voice character in this Disney film. I, yeah. I, I think that all of these characters are cast with a specific aim in mind. I think that Jake Gyllenhaal, who... Um, you will remember his renown. I never saw the movie, but uh, <laughs> broke back. Mountains. Yes. Yeah. I mean, 
Hollywood no. sings the praises of people who can rebel against God most, right. you know, loudly, I right. think. And um, and so all of these characters and then the, the young one, the son, is voiced by uh, Jabuki Young White. And one of the things that I pointed out just in, in, in uh, on the program mm-hmm. was that when you go to cast these characters, you have to do a lot of research on them. Right. You have to decide whether or not they fit your brand. Let's keep in mind that we're coming off the heels of uh, Kanye West going from like billionaire to millionaire in a day. <laughs> yeah. When we talk about brand and we talk right, about right. what people could do or say mm-hmm. that might be detrimental to one's brand. So you have to think through, you know, if I hire this person, are they a liability to my company? Is this mm. is this going to speak poorly of me and my affiliation with this person? Companies are still doing that. We know because case in point, Kanye West. You okay? know, and, and another thing you brought up at one point is the whole um, uh, Dwayne Wade's ex-wife yeah. who was who is I guess suing him or saying that you know standing against him allowing their son to 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 do all this stuff and yes. how she claimed that you know is a money maker for them and it's, it looks like that's true it, it, it looks like that's true I mean I don't I, <laughs> I don't want to say the girl was right because I don't really I mean, know her like that, like, but it just know, it just seems like seems that way. there is some benefit and some come up. It, it seems like you've got the son who is modeling for, you know, Tiffany's and you know, you want to say, well, she doesn't know, mm-hmm. but it seems that she does know. And they would say, oh, no, he's just f- fulfilling, you know, uh, just being his true self or whatever they would they would say, Dwayne Wade and all of them. But. She would say, oh, no, they're, they're coming up. Well, she seems money. to believe that they are encouraging this because they stand to gain monetary from this. Gain. Yeah. And, and, and I think what people don't realize is that there is monetary gain, even if you're not making money off of the son's modeling and off the son's endorsements. You're making money now because you have increased your stock in Hollywood. Yeah. You understand? To be parents of a child who is confused in this way, by the way, they don't see it as confusion, right. but to be parents of a child who is confused in this way, you increase your stock. Like, this is how you come up in Hollywood and case in point here is Gabrielle Union now voicing a Disney animated character yeah there you go why like why is Gabrielle Union doing that like what why is she I I think there is a reason that these three characters in particular are sharing the voicing duties (laughs) in this particular Disney film which is their first film Mm -hmm. I want to say the first animated film to come out after they announced that they were going to lean in ever the more on LGBTQ issues and make sure that there was accurate representation, as they and call they it. The, the light year thing. Now, did know? that, I feel like that movie came out, well, I may be wrong on this, I'll have to double check, but I feel like that movie was already set in the wake of all of this. It was already And they made the decision to, to put keep, it back in. keep the scene, yes. Right, after okay. they took it out. Okay, okay, so, okay. So yeah, so then that would be their first, like, we're going to take the risk. Yeah. And yeah. which they did suffer from that. Yeah. So the numbers did. are in. The numbers are in and the numbers came in while we were out. And I want to talk about it because there are a couple different things that that have happened that I think are worthy of conversation. One, the numbers are in for Strange World and they are abysmal. They are absolutely abysmal. That's good. Um, Yeah, (laughs) it really, really is. But then two, Bob Iger is back. Hmm. And some people are happy about that. You know, they say, oh, the change that we wanted. I think that's a wishful joy. 
I think that's a, I think that's a wishful joy. That's a hopeful joy. Mm -hmm. And I think in some ways it's a joy that is rooted in a love of pleasure. Mm. It's I get to have what I love back. And look, and I, I want to be measured in, in this. I, I don't think that it's it's I am not anti-entertainment. Please don't think me that way. Like I look, we enjoy a good movie with our kids, you mm. know, and I, I do mean a good movie. Like, okay, right. we enjoy a good movie with our kids. You barely find them, but yeah. You, it's, it's so hard to find, okay? And our kids are often holding their breath, wondering if something is going to be taken away. They're just right. always waiting for the axe to fall. But look, we don't love this world. We don't. And there's nothing in this world that is so precious or dear. And mm -hmm. you understand when I say this world, understand exactly what I mean, spiritually speaking. There's nothing in this world that is more precious than Jesus. Amen. And what we're trying to do is model that for our children. So let's get into some of the numbers and talk about what happened with Disney's Strange World. Well, first, let me back up here because I, I want to make sure that I paint an accurate pic, uh, picture here. It's not only it, it is this. OK, it is that Disney um, really pushed the envelope and said, hey, we're going all in and you guys are still going to love us. So it is that. OK, but it's not only that. It's also that when Disney considers what is um, a threat to their success or a threat to their uh, business model, what they consider to be a risk, okay, they don't consider offense of Christians a risk or a threat to their business success. No. No. Now, I want you to think about that for a second. So you have Kanye West going from a billionaire to a millionaire in one day. Like, I don't know. Have, have we ever read of that in history because of Kanye West's comments and companies deciding that being affiliated with him was a liability? You have Adidas, yeah. who I want to say somewhere like, I don't know, what was like 10 percent of, of, I don't know, their their like bottom line is mm. was like driven by like the Yeezy brand. Right. Like an, an insane amount of money that Kanye West was bringing in mm -hmm. to the Adidas company. And Adidas said, oh, no, yeah, you had, you had, you had banks kicking them out. Banks like we're not going to do business with you. OK, you know, so therefore we know that companies still survey risk. They, they still are weighing whether or not it's going to be a good business bet for them to be affiliated with people who largely the public would say, no man, what you said was wrong. Mm. What you said was wrong. I, I guess I'm just setting this up at a very basic level. What you said was wrong. And we think that you owe this community an apology. What you said was wrong. You mocked, this group of people, guys, I'm laying it on here, okay? You mock this group of people. You owe them an apology. In fact, we don't even want your money. We want an apology. We want you to mm. recognize what you said. We want you to recognize that it was hurtful. And we want you to apologize publicly. All right. So Kanye West refused and all of these companies dropped him. All right. So fast forward. Now you've got Disney. They cast Jabuki Young White, who I already, I shared it on, on this program but then I did a separate video where I actually showed the video clip because I think seeing is believing for so many people. Right. So I actually showed the clip where Jabuki Young White, who is the homosexual character in Disney's Strange World, playing the voice or voicing the character of the teenager. I played the clip where he is mocking Jesus on the cross and joking about being attracted to him. <laughs> okay. F for laughs. All right. And so what I'm telling you is that Disney's research team 
decided that that was not a liability for them. So I want I want you to think about that. So in other words, there's not going to be enough pressure coming from the Christians because they just love everybody. They barely care about parents. Come on. Right. Like, I mean, Christians. What? <laughs> like, huh? we don't have to worry about the pesky Christians because the Christians just want to go along to get along. They're not going to make a big stink. Oh, and par for the course, they're actually still going to go see the movie no, they, and love they, us. They love us. They come to the parks. They do. You know. They're going to buy all of our all of our gear. They're going to dress their kids up as princesses. They we we cannot lose that audience. So Jabuki Young White is not a risk for us. OK, well, it turns out that he is. Turns out that the direction that Disney is going in is a risk for the company writ large. Like it's it is not good for them. The fact that they will continue to go in this direction. Right. Just shows you how much they are invested, how much they are dug in on the LGBTQ plus issue. Now, I'm going to comment on some of the numbers from Strange World. And then I want to comment on the return of Bob Iger, because mm. there are people who are saying, I knew it. I knew that Disney wouldn't let me down. They finally did the right thing. <laughs> they finally um, did the right thing. Do you know Bob Iger? Man, that should be, <laughs> that could be a program. Do you know Bob Iger? Bob Iger is the one who started Disney down this track. Like this, Bob Iger led the way on these social issues. And I'm getting ahead of myself here because I can just hear people saying, but Bob Iger is good, Mika. He is good. Okay, Bob Iger led the way. Like Bob Bob Iger opened the door and said, "No, let's let's go ahead and weigh in on these social issues." It was Bob Iger who actually called out sideways Bob Chapek when he was like, "Ah, uh, we're going to stay out of this in Florida here. We're just going to focus on the entertainment that we're invested in. We're we're actually not going to weigh in on what happens in schools in Florida and and what parents should be teaching kids and what teachers should be teaching. We're not we're not going to get It was it was Bob Iger who actually from a distance kind of said, mm, actually, we do need to weigh in on these issues. We do need to talk mm-hmm. about these issues. So before we kind of, you know, take a victory lap for entertainment, before we take a victory lap for the pleasures of this world, let's really survey what's going on. So here is from Variety, the magazine from Variety magazine, Disney Strange World to lose $100 million in theatrical run. $100 million. The article opens this way. Disney Strange World bombed at the box office over Thanksgiving, leaving the studio to mop up oceans, mountains and terrains of red ink. Mm. Well, we'll pick up right here on the other side of the break. Aaron, the Addison's American Family Radio. Please stay right there. Where else can I go? Aaron the Addisons on American Family Radio. We appreciate you listening. I'm Miki. And I'm Will. And that's Triple E. You got it. Sure. I had to think about the name Let's, of the song. I mean, I say <laughs> the name of the song is whatever you keep saying. And if you don't want it to be that, then don't keep saying that. Yeah. Because I feel like that's what it's supposed to be. I didn't even have a brain freeze. I was like, oh, no. <laughs> 
Well, you got it. You got it. You got it. Uh, today we're talking about how um, lovers of pleasure uh, mark difficult times. Lovers mm. of pleasure mark wow. difficult times. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, it's amazing because I think when you, when you consider that, um, that doesn't have to be something that's difficult for us. Mm. Right? And, and I mean, you know, I guess you could argue what's difficult for one person may not be difficult for another. But I think when you take a, take a step back and, and look at this among a list of those things that would characterize these difficult times or some translations say these perilous times that we're going to live, live in, yeah. it's easy for us to spot the big ones. Right. Yeah. But this this very at a very basic level, this lover of pleasure, this like I have to be entertained, like my flesh has to be pleased. I think that's a lot of where the um, pushback comes in when we have conversations like this. People are just like, well, if I don't have this, what do I have? Hmm. And and dare we say, well, you know, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that sounds like such a pat answer, but like, yeah. why, why is it that that is just not enough? And it's so easy to slip into, like, you can find yourself enjoying something that you like, why, why am I watching this? You know, what am I doing here? You know, and it, it becomes, it's just one step at a time. Right. And before you know, you're like, oh, no, I, I need to stop watching this. This is not edifying. Or they right. may have some things in it that's questionable. And you're like, why am I watching this? It's so easy to kind of almost like slip into that. And before you know it, you're like, man. I'm being entertained by something that's ungodly. Exactly. And I think that that is what Christians have underestimated in our culture. We have underestimated the power of entertainment to disciple, the power of Mm. entertainment to train and to tell you what your morality ought to be, to tell you how you should feel on an issue. But can I just say, and I know people are probably tired of hearing about the book after the ball but that is all in their playbook. They they actually calculated this affinity that would grow in America if you could feature LGBT characters back mm. then or gay characters as, as they're called in the book, feature more and more gay characters in movies and films and sitcoms, show that the people you are entertained by, they either are gay or they have a strong affinity for the gay community yeah. because the aim was to Allies. cause a... They're allies. Exactly. Because the whole aim was to cause a conflict in the person. Well, wait a minute. If I believe that homosexuality is sinful, which basically targeting the Christians, if I believe that homosexuality is sinful, but I enjoy this particular comedian and Mm. this this comedian is either homosexual or a homosexual ally, I either have to not watch that person anymore or I've got to determine that maybe homosexuality is not as bad as I've been taught. Wow. That's yeah. in the book. Like that's, yeah. that's almost yeah. verbatim. That's not exactly verbatim, I will admit. But that is very close to me telling you verbatim what is written in the book. And this has worked brilliantly because what we have seen over the years is that people don't even blink over watching two people act out a same sex relationship on television. You you don't even feel uncomfortable about right. it anymore. Like right. you just you 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 laugh at the jokes and and this was exactly the aim. This normalized. was exactly it's normalized in our culture. Mm-hmm. This would have been more difficult to achieve if we had not been lovers of pleasure. Mm. And so it's a strong warning that I'm wow. issuing even now wow. as we look at what's going on with Disney. We're kind of like, OK, so a lot of us, you know, we we canceled our subscriptions. A lot of us uh, said we're not going to go see the movies. A lot of us said we're giving up on going to the parks. And then we get the news that Iger is back. And, and we just so badly want to be entertained that we're like, you know what? 
this is it. This they they have seen the error of their ways. And actually, what I'm going to show you today is that they haven't. This this move bringing Iger back is because they're losing money. They don't know how to release their it's movies. It's all about the money. It's okay, a so move. so that's why they're bringing Iger back. They're bringing Iger back as a two year placeholder yeah. to train a replacement for him for himself. It's not about a, a stand of morality. No. like we oh we need to cut this out. No. We need to have some some moral character. No. in Disney. No, it's about the bottom dollar. Exactly right. And 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 that is what it will be yeah. about. Here's the interesting thing. Here's the interesting thing. If Disney continues to lose money, even after they go through the restructuring, which has already begun under Iger, okay, if they continue to lose money, then I think there is the real possibility that they will consider the social impact of the messages that they are pushing. But let me just tell you that that's not the initial consideration. The initial consideration is how do we stop, even though we have all of these Disney Plus subscribers, how do we stop losing money? Because mm-hmm. we're still losing money. And Chapek was not able to like trim the fat and see where, where why are we losing all of this money? So let's wow. bring in an experienced hand. Let's bring him back. Ladies and gentlemen, bye-bye, Bob no, Iger. But the thing is, I don't know if it will ever be to a point I don't know. I'm just thinking about this because they have bought out so many different things. Yes. So they have like tentacles everywhere. Everywhere. You know, ESPN, you know, Hulu. And then this is have, so true. You know, the the Star they, Wars. That's stuff, right. They've Lucas got the Film, Marvel series. Marvel. Yeah. So it's like, man, I don't know if they will ever come to a point where they will say, OK, we need to correct our moral, our character here because it's losing us money. Because it seems like they're getting money from so many different entities. That's so a great many point. Different point uh, parts that. I don't I, I feel like they can keep driving with their agenda. And and likely, likely that is exactly what you will see. Mm. But ultimately, what I'm suggesting here very strongly based on the articles that are out. I mean, mm. and it's not it's not even a secret that this restructuring that Disney is going through has nothing to do with your moral outrage. It just doesn't. It has everything to do with their bottom line. Literally, it has everything to do with them trying to get in the black and them stop the hemorrhaging of of finances. And so if we kid ourselves, it will be only because we love pleasure and we feel like we just can't give up Disney. Back to this Variety article looking at the um, just devastating debut of, of Strange World. The article continues this way. The animated feature debuted dramatically behind expectations with 11.9 million from 4,000 North American theaters over the weekend and 18.6 million over the five day holiday frame, which is such an embarrassment for Disney. (laughs) This, this is the weekend for family friendly, family friendly films. This is the week where families will take their children mm-hmm. into the theaters and and Disney could not pull off a film release during would, this week. Would not. They, they, they would not. Yeah. That's exactly right. They, they could. They could have. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. <laughs> Back to this article. Before projections were revised downward, the movie was expected to earn 30 million to 40 million between Wednesday and Sunday. And even those figures would have been unspectacular to start. Inaugural ticket sales for Strange World now register, listen to this, folks, as one of Disney's worst opening weekends in modern times. Now, here's something that I think is really interesting. Um, as they project how this film is going to do, they're looking at at least $100 million in losses for this film. Now, where films don't do well in America, in the U.S., okay, they can tend to pick up some dollars overseas, mm-hmm. all right? 
it looks like not even that's going to happen for Disney. And let me tell you why. And again, the reason I think this is important is because less you think that Disney is trying to make a moral correction, you need to understand that mm, no, okay? Overseas, overseas grossing may not provide much of a lifeline, this article says. Strange World was jilted at the international box office with $9.2 million from 43 markets. Like most Hollywood films, it won't play in China or Russia, okay, two major international markets due to geopolitical tensions. Beyond that, Disney, now listen, and this is important, Disney opted not to submit Strange World to several smaller markets, including the entire Middle East, Malaysia, and Indonesia. Why? Because the movie features a gay character and Disney was unwilling to remove that character so that they could market it overseas to those countries. Now, we and we know that China don't want that in there over there either. They no. were they were getting rid of their actors who were playing parts like that. You yes. know, like those other countries are like, man, we don't want this foolishness. But in America, man, big cooking spoon. Bring it on in. And so so this just makes my point. And, and I think it's so hmm. important for us to understand before we take that celebratory sort of like, you know, lap and, and before we start high-fiving each other and pulling out the Mickey shirts again, <laughs> I, I, think, I think we need to understand that what we are up against is deeper than this surface level, oh, this movie bombed. Mm. Guys, do, do you think that I'm sad that Strange World bombed? No, I'm, I'm glad that it bombed. I'm glad that families did not take their kids. I'm glad for the moms who actually commented on Disney's page and said, look, if I want my kids to, to be exposed to this type of content at seven years old, I'll have that conversation with them at home. Thank you very much. I'm grateful for those bold moms and dads mm -hmm. who are just like, no, you're not. You are not going to indoctrinate my kids. You're not going to get my kids laughing at sin and wickedness and thereby normalize that in my kid's life. I'm very grateful for that. But I will tell you this. I. I'll be even more grateful for the Christians who understand that this battle is deeper and stronger than mm. a lot of us are willing to admit. Yeah. Now, I want to play a couple clips here for you um, because, again, just to make the case that this what Disney is doing in bringing Bob Iger back and the ouster of Bob Chapek, this is not about a moral correction. This is not, oh, my goodness, Bob Chapek is running our company morally into the ground. Remember, and, and we had a whole show on mm -hmm. this. Yeah. yeah. I was wrong. Let me just <laughs> let me just go back and you guys can you check know, the archives, I okay? Say nothing. Yeah, but you have every right to. <laughs> we we played out an honest dialogue in which, you know, rarely, but we disagreed pretty strongly on the whole Chapek yeah. situation. It turns out I was wrong and I own that one hundred percent. I've already lamented it, um, but it was not JPEG. JPEG actually wanted to stay out of this. Mm -hmm. He wanted to keep the company on track, right? W whatever track that was. Okay. Right. <laughs> but I want you to listen to this clip and, and Jeff, this will be clip number one here. This is Megan Basham, um, the Daily Wire's culture reporter, answering the question, what led to Bob JPEG's ouster? Listen. Well, you know, we saw, of course, the internal unrest over Disney's shifting stances regarding social issues, for example. Specifically, there was Florida's legislation preventing public schools from teaching younger students about gender and sexuality. At first, Chapek said Disney was going to stay quiet about that new legislation and that the company was not going to be political going forward. 
But when employees revolted, the pendulum kind of seemed to swing in another extreme. Leaked tape showed Chapik apologizing somewhat abjectly for that position. He and other Disney executives instead promised that Disney would fight Florida's bill. And on top of that, it would add more LGBT elements to its children's content. Well, all of that had some concrete financial consequences when Governor Ron DeSantis responded by stripping Disney of its special tax privileges for the Reedy Creek District, and that's where Disney World sits. And then, of course, it was just terrible PR for Disney's key customer base, which happens to be parents and kids. One Disney staffer told me on background today, and I'll just quote him, Chapik was weak. I think he had the right impulses early on, but the woke activists in the company smelled the weakness and took advantage of it. Blood in the water, hmm. blood in the water. And, and so what JPEG tried to do was run headlong in the direction that he was being pulled. And, and even, even the nudge, oh, they, they disapprove of you, right? Like, I've got to be a man ple- or a man pleaser. And, and so we yeah. saw this lack of backbone, which I, man, I was so rooting for him to have backbone, not because yeah. I'm like trying to race back to Disney, right. but just to have somebody stand gracious. up for their convictions. Yeah, yeah, nothing wrong with that. It just didn't last. <laughs> it just didn't last. So now, now let me balance that out because I think when we hear that, we tend to think, okay, so he was ousted because he took the company too far in one direction. And so then if that's true, then what you should be seeing is that the company employees are in an uproar that Iger is coming back. Mm. Right. And follow my logic yeah. here. If, if let me, let me restate it. Okay. Mm-hmm. If Bob Chapek, was ousted because he took the company too far in a direction that the company was unwilling to go Mm -hmm. in the celebration of quote unquote LGBTQ plus content and, you know, being too overt with that. If that's why he's gone, then bringing in somebody who's going to rein that in should cause an incredible uproar among employees. But that's not what's happening. In fact, they are excited that Iger is coming back. This is clip two. So why are they bringing Iger back? Again, Megan Basham. Iger had been Disney's previous CEO for 15 years during a period of really massive expansion that saw Disney acquire a lot of properties, including Marvel, Pixar, 20th Century Fox, Lucasfilm, which of course means Star Wars. And frankly, it was Iger who positioned Disney as a more politically progressive company in the first place. A lot of activist employees liked that about him. My sources inside Disney tell me there's a lot of celebrating going on right now in the Disney Slack channel that's dedicated to LGBT pride. So the feeling could be that Iger is going to quiet all of that internal dissension. But what's clear is Disney is viewing Iger as a temporary solution. In the announcement of his return, the board said that he's only signing on for two years. And a key part of his role in that time is going to be, and I'm just going to quote, developing a successor to lead the company. Hmm. Um, <laughs> They're happy up in there. So, <laughs> so like, like we say in New Orleans, mm. see what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? So this is not, this is not one of those moments. I, I know I'm aware that when we shared the video and said that, man, you know, Disney doesn't even consider offense of Christians or offense to the Christian community, doesn't even consider that a threat to its business model, doesn't consider that a threat to its quote unquote best hiring practices. I don't know where else you go from there, right? 
we posted the video. We tried to, you know, call Christians to conscience and say, man, how can you go and, and support that? Mm-hmm. You know, a company that's willing to hire someone who openly mocks Christ, yeah. makes a living off yeah. of doing that. And a lot of people said, you know, oh, man, that's horrible. But did you hear about Iger? Like Iger's coming back. <laughs> and to that, I'm just like, so what? <laughs> this changes nothing. That's right. Aaron the Addison's American Family Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Aaron the Addison's on American Family Radio. I'm Miki. And I'm Will, and that's Osby Berry with So Will I. We're going to open the phone lines here and get some of your calls queued up. You can respond to what we're talking about today. Uh, lovers of pleasure mark difficult times. Mm. Loving pleasure marks difficult times. I'll give you the number 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. The Bible says in Second uh, Timothy chapter 3, but realize this, that in the last days, difficult times will come. We've heard the scripture. We've read the scripture so much. And it seems that it's almost on repeat or on loop, especially as we see all of the wickedness increasing in the world around us today. Certainly our kids are growing up in a time that we could not have imagined. Um, even grandparents could not have imagined, but it is the time that we live in. Mm-hmm. So it's best for us to be equipped to live in this time yeah. and not the time as we wish it were. Man, yeah. It's, this is the time that we're in, <laughs> yes. right? And yes. and we have to tell the truth. We have to um, acknowledge the reality of the time that we're living in. Mm-hmm. It's not a very comfortable time to be a Bible-believing Christian. It's not a very comfortable time to be resolute, um, if you're pliable, if you can move with the times, then then you'll be comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. All you got to do is just change your position and you're not going to I don't want any trouble. Right. You know, if your hands are always up, I don't want any trouble. Then then you'll do just fine. But if if you're like, hey, look, I don't want any trouble, but but I'm not surrendering to you. My hands are not up to you. I, I don't want any trouble, but I will not surrender to you. Mm-hmm. And if not surrendering to you causes trouble, then I'm here for that. And and I think that's been the position of the history of the church. That's That's been the position of the Lord's bride. As much as it depends on us, we want to live in peace, the Bible says, as much as it depends on us. But when we've done all that we can to live in peace with people, but they, you know, they come after <laughs> us, you, you know, it's like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't initiate this, but I'm not, I'm not going to run. I'm not going to cower, um, you know, uh, Dr. Lutzer would say, I'm not going to hide. There's no reason to hide, you know, Uh, back to the word of God. And then we'll go to the phone lines for men will be lovers of self, lovers of money, boastful, arrogant, revilers, disobedient to parents, ungrateful, unholy, unloving, irreconcilable, malicious gossips without self-control, brutal, haters of good, treacherous, reckless, conceited lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God holding to a form of godliness, hmm. holding to a form of godliness, although they have denied its power, avoid such men as these. You know, I, I, I wrote this thought down on Sunday as our pastor was teaching. My mind is just, you know, often my thoughts and processing what I'm hearing. And I was thinking about how difficult it is for us to want 
what we don't know exists, Hmm. right? Like there's so much that as believers, we have not experienced, right? So think about this. We, We are a part of the culture that we grow up in. So we have grown up in a culture of entertainment. We have grown up in a culture of, you know, I need this and and give me this and I want this. And, you know, we have an entire season that under under the guise of celebrating the birth of Jesus, it's it's really just commercialism. Like it's it's really just an opportunity for us to you know, Black Friday and Cyber Monday. Like that's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And and I'm not trying to be all like, you know, as we used to say, holier than thou. I'm I'm just saying, what if we return to God's holy word? What if we returned to the standard of truth that the Lord has left for us? And then we desire the things that we see in scripture. Mm. What if we desire those things for our children and with our children, mm. then I think saying no to this world and being able to deny ourselves, right? The yeah. things that this world presents, I think those things become just a little bit easier. I'm not saying that they, you know, are the easiest, but I do believe that they become just a little bit easier. Yeah. Will yeah. the great, let's go to the phone lines. Where do we go first? All right, let's go to Jerry in Texas. Hi, Jerry. Hey, brother. Hey, sister. Uh, so <clears throat> I want you to know that I listen to your show a lot. I've called in a few times. And I, mm-hmm. I totally agree with the verse that you're using and what you're saying. It's about sacrifice, about giving those things up. Mm-hmm. Give me, allow me just a minute. I'll tell you, it has been hard. Um, our family, we were stationed in Panama City Beach before I retired out of the military. And we used to go once a year down there. This was 2013-14 time frame. And we loved it. We would take all four of our kids. We'd have a great time. But they just started going the way they started going. And we got rid of everything, everything. Mm-hmm. And that's hard for somebody my age that grew up on Disney, the yeah. older good movies, you know, the, the, the nutty professor and the shaggy DA and <laughs> Herbie the love bug, all those, the, the actual good ones, mm-hmm. you know, those were funny, but they were good. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, now they're coming out with this new Avatar 2 show. And my kids just the other day during Thanksgiving, like, oh, look, Dad, there's another Avatar movie coming out. I said, look, I, you know how I feel about the first one. I like it. I'm a sci-fi buff. Mm-hmm. But I said, they do not comport with our values, our mm-hmm. Christian values, and we will not anymore be going there or seeing any of that. And that's hard for me. And they yeah. knew that. And I'm hoping that they see that sacrifice. But it is about, as y'all say, we need the watchmen on the wall. I encounter Christians every day at my church, every Sunday, and I'm like, you're wearing a Disney shirt. Well, you know, we like Disney World, but do you know what they're doing that, mm. that counters your biblical view? And, you know, I get pushback, and I get this and that, and I just— you know, I pray that am I, I go to the scripture. Am I your enemy? Because I tell you the truth. Mm. I mean, mm. we've got to be able yeah. to stand, even if it upsets the body, because a cancer can't be removed from the body if the body doesn't want to help itself. I'm going to mm. let y'all go and, and give other people time. I appreciate all that y'all do. Keep, keep strong in the Lord. Have a good day. Man, oh, Jerry, you, Jerry. God, God bless you. I, I really appreciate your comments and, and I appreciate um, both the certainty and the care that you're showing and pointing out something that I think is a really big problem. And, and I want to return to it. Um, often these conversations are most difficult to have among other Christians. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I think that there are moments in culture where we are talking about things that are going on and there are people who don't call themselves Christians or they may be kind of like, you know, just like, you know, good moral people, right? They just, they want to do what's right. 
And they will hear these kinds of conversations and they will say, no, man, that's just wrong. Like they will say, no, you just don't sexualize children. They will say, you know, no, that there, that is just wrong. But it's, it's often, I guess, kind of dumbfounding to me that when you have this conversation with Christians, the Christians not only find a way to justify uh, the consumption of certain content, but can even find like, you know, scriptures to support their, well, mm. you know, I have freedom, I have liberty, and you can't right. bind my conscience and all of these things. And, and, and I'm, you know, I guess to that, that's probably some of the more disappointing conversations to have where you've got people who are like, well, I just, I just can't give this up. I have freedom. And that's true. Yeah. You know, I don't know. Yeah. You do have freedom, right? Right, But I think when you consider that for some of us, our freedom is kind of being used to prepare our prisons for the future, like, you yeah. know, and, you know, and figuratively speaking. we need to speaking. make sure that we're not being mastered by anything. Yeah. You know, even in our freedoms, um, there are certain things that may not even be sin, but has a hold on us that it's like it shouldn't, that we, we should be able to release that we can't. And so that has to be dealt with as well. Absolutely. Yeah. Jerry, thank you so much for your call. I really do appreciate it. Now, look, let me, I, I want to say one other thing too. Um, mm-hmm. And, and I think, I think our brother Jerry would, would agree with this. I am not walking around, you know, scoffing at people who are wearing Disney shirts. Okay. I, I understand. Can I, why do I think this is necessary? I don't know. Maybe I'm soft. I, I understand that there are people who don't even know a lot of the inner workings of what's going on. You know, there are a lot of people who are not even keeping up with a lot of the major cultural issues. Mm -hmm. Um, They're not reading the articles. They're not paying attention. And and so they're not aware. And, And I think for those people, we must lovingly and gently point out what's going on yeah. and how our yeah. kids are being robbed of their innocence. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think given information because we care about the body of Christ and if there are people who don't know, you know, uh, we want them to know and, and they have to make a decision for themselves. You know, it's not something where you're pushing someone or, or looking down on someone else, although that does happen. And that's sad that that happens. But it, we are the heart that we have is trying to, like, inform and show from the scripture where these things don't um, match. That's right. That's so. right. Let's go back to the phone lines. All right. Let's, let's go to uh, Tammy in Georgia. Hi, Tammy. Hi. How are you all? Doing, doing well. How are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I just want to say you all are up on the wall doing a great work, and I pray that you never come down. I so enjoy uh, listening to you all um, when I get a chance to when I'm driving. Um, you all are so encouraging, and I must say to me, because um, everybody has their own opinion, you all are always on point. Oh, I was driving in the car today with my son, and he was telling me about the movie Toy Story and how they are trying to, that LGBTQ movement, they're trying to infiltrate even like a movie like Toy Story, an Mm -hmm. inanimate object. They want to give it (laughs) some type of sexual connotation. It's like like looking at a stop sign. It's so so neutral, like, or any type of sign, like, how can, why would you try and make it this way or that way? Mm-hmm. And it's really just a trick of the enemy. And I'm, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so fearful that too many of us, as we say Christians, we're sleep at the will. Mm-hmm. Because the enemy just doesn't come in, like, in your face. It's like a fog, a slow mm-hmm. fog. And it just comes in. It's like you said, how the enemy wants to neutralize it. And you just keep seeing it over and over and over again. And you don't even realize that you're being influence 
But mm-hmm. I must say, when I see those commercials on TV, and, I, and I'm like you, I pray that they would come to a, a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Because he came that we all might be saved. But at at the same time, we also have to stand up for Mm -hmm. what is right. Because if you don't stand for something, you're going to fall for anything. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to let you go. But I so enjoy you all. Like I said, I pray that you all continue to stay up on the wall. You are doing a great work. Oh, Mm -hmm. thank you so much. Thank God bless you. you. That is that is so encouraging. But man, I you know it, it grieves me when you think about how not only do not only do we have an entertainment industry um, that sexualizes children, but it will like you know sexualize inanimate objects. Like right. it will it, it will you know what I mean. And and it's just it just shows the time that we're living in. Yeah. And anything I say, it's anything to grab the hearts and the minds of our children. Mm. Uh, one other thing, and and then and then we'll go to our next caller here. Mm. Um, as long, and this is an encouragement for every believer, we must hold true, hold fast to the word of God. That is the only way the word of God in prayer. That is the only way that we are not going to be duped by this culture. That's the only way that we're not going to find ourselves. We had a sister call in um, a few months back and she was talking about how in prayer, she just really had this sense that the Lord was warning that there's a lot of drifting happening among Christians. And and what's the thing about a drift? It's like, man, you don't even know it's happening. It's very subtle. It's very slow. And you're sort of moving with the current. And I think that's so spot on. But what anchors us? The word of God, the word of God is our uh, defense against that drift Mm -hmm. that's happening everywhere. Will the Great, where do we go next? All right, let's go to Lisa in Arkansas. Hi, Lisa. Hi, um, I don't even feel adequate to speak to y'all. I love listening to your wisdom and encouragement, but I just Mm -hmm. wanted to also um, bring in, we were at a church several years ago and on Christmas Eve service, the whole service was about... um, you know, Hollywood, Rudolph, Frosty, and then we sang Silent Night at the end of it. And we had brought my sister-in-law with us who had not walked into a church in 30 years. And she leaned over to me and she said, I could have gone to the mall for that. And it Mm. was true. It was, Mm. I mean, just a conviction. And then we visited another church this year and 40 minutes of it was the preacher dressed as Santa Claus. And, Mm. And you would know this church if I said it because his his father was a leader in the Southern Baptist Convention. And I tell you, we've had um, frozen characters show up at church, and it just, I mean, it's enough for us parents, I have five children, to fight against the culture. But when you go to church, I I believe that God is a jealous God, and Mm. on, you know, the day that we celebrate His birth, does He want to be sharing that? Isn't the miracle of Jesus' birth enough for Mm. seekers to... I mean, just just marinate in the truth, and I've I've noticed I, I'm trying not to listen to any secular Christian uh, Christmas music this season. And as I'm playing all these old hymns and everything, I'm realizing that drift that you're talking about. Oh my goodness, you know, it's a wonderful life. Used to have a a, a moral, you know, storyline with mm-hmm. entertainment, but even the mm-hmm. church now is removing it, and it just grieves me. And mm-hmm. Um, I just appreciate what you're doing. I have a daughter at Mississippi College. I'm up here in Arkansas. Oh, we love Mississippi. And um, <laughs> anyway, I, I hope to get down your way sometime. <laughs> well, thank you thank so you. much. But I really you appreciate you. you. 
God thank bless you. you. And thank you so much for calling in. I, man, I could say so much about what you've just pointed out as far as how the church has watered down our sacred message. We've got one message. We've got that one thing the Apostle Paul described as the, the gospel as of first importance, mm-hmm. right? He says, I delivered to you what I also received as of first importance. And if we have all these other things that begin to be more important than the gospel, then that's how we get where, you know, your sister rightly says, I could have gone to the mall. Wow. Like, wow. like what makes what I just did here distinct from what's happening in the world? Wow. That is an indictment on yeah, the church. It is. And it should never be said of us. We mm. got to keep holding the line. All right. We're out of time for today. Until tomorrow, Lord willing. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.